With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Did Josh hit record? Did he hit record? Yes. Did he, did he? Did he hit record? Yes. Did he, did he? Does he listen to his girlfriend all the time? Yes, he does. That even rhymes. What is going on? It is episode 86 of the Sims and Lefko podcast, a full episode that we're going to break down the games. What is next week? Week eight? Week eight. Halfway through the season number 86. Do you got a good 86? Oh, I'm going back to my old dad days here because that's the first one. Lionel Manuel. Those people won't even know who that is, number 86. Give us a little breakdown of a manual. Man, Lionel Manuel was a really good, well-rounded wide receiver. Not a great speed guy, but he was definitely my dad's main target in like 84, 85, 86 Who's another good 86 My right now? My 86, the one that I will live with, is Antonio Freeman. Ooh, that's a good one. And Reggie Brown. Yes. But Antonio Freeman, to me, is Mr. 86. I got no 86. Hunter Henry, isn't he 86 right now for the Chargers? That's the only one that I... I, I can't even think of a good receiver. He could be. The Chargers that I beat Sterling Shepard Jordan with. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's a good 86 if he can not get concussed. I always... I, when I put these things on, I feel like John Gruden. That's what I was going to do the opening We're with. We're wearing a headset. Headsets with the mic. I want to be like... I want to like cuss yep. out the refs and then go like, all right, Chris, it's fucking right tight, shit the week, right tight, Y right, H3, X, big O, Y slash. And then I go, okay, I got it. And then he's, I'm calling the play. I'll tell you what, if it sounded like that, that would be really annoying to have him my here. That's what it sounded like. Did you just curse? Right. Do I need to log a curse there? No, I don't think I cursed. Okay. All right, Chris. Talking right. All right, let's go. I want, here we go. Hold on, can we turn his mic down because it's like hurting my ears? Oh, he's hurting his ears. Uh, repeat, repeat the play. Falcon right tight, Y right. Fa- Falcon. Oh, hold on. You're not going to mess it up. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It up. Damn, John Gruden. Okay. Falcon right tight. Shift to weak right. Y right. H3. X bingo. Y smash on one. I got the first part. Falcon wide right. Shift <laughs> to F right. No, I don't. No. <laughs> That's, That's not fair. I'm not, I'm no. not even going to try. You can't do that? Come on. Okay. Falcon so right tight. Shift <sighs> to weak right tight. Y right. H3. X bingo Y smash. Just one play in the playbook. You can't so is that it? three wide receivers to the right. Falcon white tight. Falcon shift right, to right right white. <laughs> X Y smash. The word white was never in it's anything. One, it's one play in the playbook. Got it. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Um, all right. So what I want to do, we're, we're having Ike Taylor from the uh, NFL Network on in about twenty to twenty-five minutes. Uh, he's a funny dude, and I kind of want to get into some Steeler stuff with him. Yeah, cool. I really want to know what Ben's like. I really want to know what Tomlin's like because I did kind of say that Tomlin's overrated last week, right? Um, and I, I'd like to know the truth. Tomlin and- texted me too. He heard it. He was kind of pissed. He said, "Thank you for me actually sticking up for him." Yeah, so you're the, kidding. You're a douche. You're kidding. I am. Okay. <laughs> I got really upset there. Uh, so we kind of. Mike we, Tom, yeah, he's listening to the Sims and Lefko podcast, getting ready for the Patriots. 
Uh, maybe that's why they <laughs> lost. Um, all right, so what I want to do is Monday we kind of did a little recap. So if you guys want to go back, it's like a 20-minute episode where yep. we just – I think we went over a lot of the national storylines too. We kind of looked at who's the best team in the NFC, kind of stacked Seahawks everything defense. up. And I, I would kind of like to use today to kind of go through all the games and get a brief breakdown to just go over all the games before we do top five quarterbacks and all that. Okay. Um, let's do Thursday night. It's Jacksonville at Tennessee. Uh, it, it, this is a really annoying game, and I'm tired of it being on Thursday night. Yeah. And it's they they kind of stash it there on Thursday night. But if you're going to convince us that Thursday night games matter, you got to put this as a one o'clock Sunday game. Like to, to stop putting this in prime time with those awful uniforms. I really don't even want to talk about it. But in terms of injuries, Tennessee does have some injuries out there. If you are looking to bet this game, both corners are going to be out. A starting guard could be out for Tennessee and. Jacksonville's Who, defense who, is really good. What guard's going to be out? Klein? Swain. Oh, Sw- Swain. Or no, is it Sw- uh, Quinton Spain? You Spain, mean. yeah. Right. Uh, it won't matter Yeah. Uh, as far as that's concerned. The corner thing really won't matter either, too, because they're not really that good, and they, they play a ton of zone for yeah. the most part. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it seems like a toss-up. Titans have some game. cool things if you're a fan out there. Titans have some cool things. Derek Morgan, Brian Arakpo are secretly having really great years mm. coming off the edge. Uh I was actually mad at myself for this today. I was talking to one of the, you know, Matty Ice, our, one of our NFL producers, and saying, I wish I should have done the hidden truth of Taylor Lewan this week. I meant to put him on my All 22 team, and I forgot. But Taylor Lewan is quietly becoming one it, of the best tackles in the NFL. Hands down. I mean, it's him, well, Trent Williams, look, when or Tyron Smith. When I look at PFF Smith. grades, they have like the like the one of the best run blocking and pass blocking lines in the NFL. Yeah, like it's they're very constantly good. graded that high. Yeah, but he especially he caught a touchdown last he week. He did. That's why I also I wanted to put him on. But uh, yeah, Mariota. I got a lot of questions about both these quarterbacks. I mean, Blake Bortles, I don't have any questions about. He's not good. It's never going to be good. It's time to move on. They got to at least bring somebody in to compete. The with only him next the year. only other storyline I want to talk about yeah. is apparently um, their owner Khan met with the team for the second time this year. Um, second time he's talked to the team. He talked to them prior to the London game, and they responded with a win, asking them what do they need to do, how do they get better. Um, it kind of seems like you know when the owner starts talking to the players, he's trying to figure out if. He he needs to fire his head coach, and if you lose a game against Tennessee on Thursday night, that might be sometimes where they pull the trigger. It just stinks because you think that they're building a defense right now that's fantastic, and Jalen Ramsey could be better than Richard Sherman. Yes, I mean Jalen Ramsey's a freak show. They got a lot of freak shows. The one thing they don't got that as far as some of the top tier defenses, they have no elite pass rusher. Dante Fowler's nothing special as so, of yet. So your kind of ship is sailing a little bit on Fowler. Well, I, I'm just not seeing anything to say. Oh, okay, well, he's got superstar written all over him, and I, and I didn't really think it would happen this year. I mean, he's only we a little did. more you than a year him as rookie. Of the year uh did i pick dante fowler as rookie i'm pretty positive you picked him as oh yeah well that yeah well that was last year before maybe he tore his acl which he tore in OTAs. you said he's gonna come back and win it this year i rookie you don't win rookie of the year your second year you said something i don't know you don't know what you're talking about don't put crap in my mouth that you don't know what the hell you're talking about whatever i want in your mouth so ramsey and miles jack really pop off to you miles jack pops as an athlete he's all over the place i'm cutting you off it's enough jacksonville talk we'll get to them if they win uh, Cincinnati, Washington in London. I'm curious from you from a watching football standpoint. Are you noticing any trends from how teams perform in London? <laughs> I, I, it's 
Mm, I can't say that I do. The one thing like that Thursday ju- night defenses rule. F- like that's been a trend. Yes, right. But London, I'm just noticing kind of sloppy football. That's what I think it is too. And the first thing that I always notice about London is the field. The field is slow. It's made for a bunch of small soccer guys. So who does that and help, Cincinnati or Washington? Oh. Well, this is actually at Twickenham. This is not oh, it's another at- stadium. Yes, yeah, so, right. But I imagine it's still the I'm same. I'm picking the Bengals to win the football game. I think it'll be a very close game. Here are the injuries for Washington. Right. Josh Norman did not practice, but he performed in individual drills right. coming from a concussion. Matt Jones did not practice. Deshaun Jackson was limited, and Jordan Reed is back practicing. Okay. Uh, but you still think those are both teams where I think Cincinnati's had a harder schedule, and I think Washington is good. But in London, it's kind of who the heck knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a really equal matchup. I, I think the Bengals are the slightly better football team, and I think their offensive line might be coming around here. And what they, did you see? Well, they dominated the line of scrimmage in certain places. I mean, not just dominated, like opened up but holes. But it's Cleveland. I understand. Uh, but still, but you hadn't seen them do that yet. No, and, and uh, who who did they play the week before that? Oh, they they did it. New England. They did a decent job against New England as okay. well. So okay. I I do think it's starting to come around. Is their offense developing anything I, other than AJ Green? It's not. I'm not in love with their offense. I do think it's a little sim- simple schematically, pass wise. But the one thing I'll say is about Andy Dalton too, and that I criticized him for this for this first four years, you know, in the NFL. When there's people open downfield, Andy Dalton hits them. Mm. Uh, and that's the thing I like about their offense more than anything. You know, early in his career, it's like, oh, A.J. Green's wide open for an 80-yard touchdown, and he underthrows yes. it by 15, and, and it's like a 50-yard gain, and they yeah. end up kicking a field goal instead of walking in for an end touchdown. Uh, one o'clock games, Detroit at Houston. Oof. After what we saw out of Houston with how bad Brock is. I'm picking Houston. Are you really? I am. I just I – just, Flip flop with this. I've, I've this is one of the tough picks. This is of the, the week. first road game for Detroit in four weeks. They, right. they won three home games in a row. Why right. are you picking Houston? I because I don't think the, the I'm picking Tro- Detroit. But the, why? Yeah, tell me. I just don't think the Detroit Lions secondary is anything special. Uh, just for notes, Theo Riddick, Eric Ebron, and Haloti Nada are all back practicing. Darius Slay, right. so that cornerback, is not practicing, and he's probably their only good corner. Right. But do you really think Brock is a quarterback that could take advantage of that? Because he hasn't really had a great performance all year. No, uh, it, it'll, have to, it'll be ugly once again. I think what scares me more than anything, I do think they can run the football. I think, of course, that's the one thing I yeah, like. Yeah, if Lamar Miller's healthy. Yeah, even if Alfred Blue's there, he he's, look he's good enough. I mean, yeah, he's not going to kill it. I think what scares me, though, too is uh, if Marvin Jones Marvin Jones mispractice I don't know what his issue is uh, but in in all I do think that the Texans can defend the pass game and Detroit can't run the football and that is the weakness of the Texans defense mm. so I don't expect them to have a whole lot there and then yeah when you get that predictable with Clowney and Merciless I think that'll be an issue Wow, I think, you've been a, I, I think you've been very high on Houston, yeah. and I would use that against you in that yeah. situation. I, you, pick, I you. you like them covering against Denver, um, and I people, anyone that's going to tell me that Houston's undefeated at home, they almost lost that game to the Chiefs. They almost lost that game to the Titans. They almost lost that game to the Colts. They won it, but I also understand all the talk this week has been how great Matt Stafford is, and yeah. they're coming off three home wins. I could definitely see a letdown game. I just, I, I don't know, man. I just think Stafford versus Osweiler, I look at that, and I go. I hear you. And I think Detroit's defense is better than people expect because what they did to Washington last week, they really kept a good Kirk Cousins passing offense in check. They, I thought so. Well, yeah, he threw for 300 yards, but they didn't let up the big play. That's yes. the big thing. And you don't really have to worry about the big play with Osweiler. He, he's not capable. Osweiler stinks, period. I mean, Would I, you rather I, I have Osweiler it. or Bortles? Ooh. 
Probably Osweiler. Uh, yeah, probably Osweiler. They're both chumps. I mean, rather have Osweiler or Eli Manning. Eli, Eli, Eli I, I went. Whole, yeah. You said about Osweiler earlier in the week. You said he he looks to play the part of quarterback. Oh, he's, he's got all the moves except he can't play. What do you mean by the moves? You know, just oh, let me hug T.J. Ward and you know, let me look right up in the podium and I act the right way on the and wear the right outfit. And, hey, yeah, and tell Lisa Salters before the game. Why did I choose Houston? It's too much to get into in an interview like this. Well, no, we have yeah, we have plenty almost, of time, right. And the answer is probably seventy-two million. It's, and it's okay to say that, right? Why is it bad to say that they paid me more than anybody else? I would go anywhere for seventy-two million. Gotcha. Holy so. moly! Uh, Sterling Shepard asked us today: Would you take a million dollars to get punched out, like to fight Conor McGregor in the ring? Uh, yeah. I mean, I like my chances to hang in there with Conor McGregor. Do He's you? 140 pounds. I don't like my chances, but I'd still do it for a minute. I used I'll to be honest. I don't know if I'd survive a punch from Conor McGregor. Yeah, to Josh even, might die. That's what I'm saying. One punch, I might be out. So I don't know if I'd even see. Be able this to is what happens when you talk about Brock Osweiler. You talk about getting punched in the face because that's <laughs> what it's like to watch him play this year. <laughs> You're right. Oh, the cough episode. But the Osweiler thing too. As much as. I don't think he's a starting quarterback, and he truly is a backup. I, I do give him a little credit that, yeah, it was the Broncos and the Vikings Absolutely. on the road, Absolutely. and it was the New England Patriots on the road. It could be three, arguably three of the best defenses in football yeah. that they struggled against. So that's where I'm like. Yeah, but then I look back and I go, wow, he didn't really do much against that Chicago defense. No, you're right. They need Will Fuller. They need him to be totally yes. healthy, 100%. Uh, let me get just through all these 1 o'clock games. Yeah. Seattle at New Orleans. I really like New Orleans here. <laughs> it's tough, really, uh, I agree. I look at it like this. I, didn't I, go, have, I go, it's inside. Right. It's in New Orleans. Right. New Orleans offense has been playing well all year, no matter who they face against, except the Giants game, which was just like an outside weird. It was like cold and all that stuff. And I look at Seattle and I go, I looked. It, you think that New Orleans plays Seattle all the time? The only time they played them, they played them twice in one year. They got blown out in the regular season, and then it was the Marshawn Lynch playoff, playoff game, game that breeze through for 300 yards. He didn't throw a pick in either game. Right. And I look at Sean Payton coming off a, a pretty good game against the Chiefs where yeah. they was just outmanned. And I look at Russell Wilson still kind of being hurt. And I go, I really like New Orleans. And I really like a home dog. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, dude. Trust You're me. You're getting two and a half points in the, the, the dome. <laughs> and I look at New Orleans. I go, I think they could put up 24 against Seattle. And I don't know if Seattle's going to put up. Now, this is a defense that I think Seattle could come alive against. But... I don't see a running game developing at all for Seattle. I, I don't either. I, I, I agree. This is a really scary game. I mean, uh, I, I just didn't have the kahunas to pick the Saints. I'm picking the Seahawks to win the game, mainly because of one reason. I think Drew Brees will throw a bad interception at some point in the game to lose it for him. That's usually what he does in big games the last few years. This is not Drew Brees from I 2011. I need to look up the stats because that sounds interesting. You know, Drew Brees, I think if you – I would like to look up those stats. I don't know if you – but most pick sixes in the last two years. I bet you Drew Brees is towards the I top of the it. list. Yeah, just see if you can look at it, and we can look back at it in a I'm second. I'm going to Orleans. But – I hear you, man. I hear you. This is a it's really, a really tough match. I thought this whole week with picks, just picking them, the games, no yes. spread. Yes. I was like, man, there. I mean, every game I almost looked at, other than maybe one or two. It goes back to there is no real team that doesn't have a flaw. And so Drew Brees is in the top ten for most pick sixes thrown in NFL history. Okay, there you go. And I, and that's not even Favre, the last two years. Marino, Namath. Peyton Manning, Norm Sneed, Vinny Testaverde, Kerry Collins, Steve DeBerg, 
Carson Palmer, Drew Brees. All right. Well, you know, some of that's going to just because he throws the ball more than everybody else, too. But I would like to see the last two years. You know, just even think this year at home, Atlanta, 95 yards, Deion yep. Jones. Yep. Uh, last week, Sorensen, 50 yards the other way, touchdown. And people are going to go, oh, well, you know, he threw a ball and it got batted in the air. Yeah, it got intercepted and batted in the air because he threw a wet noodle down the middle that, like, literally was like a 40 mile per hour fastball. is a guy that you and I. I, I feel like I feel obligated to argue with you about him because there's something about the way he operates that offense yes. and how efficient it is. Right. But I understand that he doesn't have the physical tools that much anymore. But I still th- see him put a 40, 50-yard bomb to Brandon Cooks yeah, every definitely. other game. And, yeah. and he's still a phenomenal quarterback. He's a f- yes, he is. I'm uh, not, I'm and not I think he's a leader that a lot of people get behind. Right. But he's a hard guy to evaluate because when he's gone, Sean Payton will likely still have sex with success. Oh, that was weird. Might have he sex. will likely still have success with his success. Likely, it'll be a hundred percent. If Aaron Rodgers was down in New Orleans, it'd be it'd uh, be here we go. It'd be, here we go. We're moving on. Anyone, uh, anyone. New England, I don't even care. New Cam England? Newton, whoever you want to put. There's no game that I'm more confident about than New England at Buffalo. No crap, because it's Tom Brady's back. It's and a Lashawn revenge McCoy's game. Can't run. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't even think we need to talk about. Yeah, it. the Patriots are going to Buffalo. Win. Will come back and they will be a good team, but they are about to enter a stretch where we go: Are they frauds? Because the Miami game was a bad matchup with Lashawn being messed up, playing him. In that game and getting them further hurt was a bad decision when you knew the Patriots game was coming up. And Viver Fendetta, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady are looking for blood. I think I saw something that Tom Brady is like twenty-two and three all time against Buffalo. I'm sure like he that. is. And, and and even the first time they played without Brady or Garoppolo, the game was a lot sixteen and nothing. It was closer. No offense. Right. It was closer than that. I mean, it was it was some drop passes. He's twenty five and three against Buffalo. Right. Um, Jets at Cleveland. The only reason that I think Cleveland has a chance is that Josh McCown is saying that he might play. I know. Yeah. And I really want to see this team with Josh McCown. I really want to see him because that first half against Baltimore was what we thought Cleveland could be. Josh McCown could possibly play. Corey Coleman is back practicing, mm. but is unlikely to play. He's right. just kind of running routes at this time. And by the way, quickly with Buffalo, Marcel Darius is playing. Yeah. Does that do anything in this game? Not really. I think those middle three for New England are not Dallas not not Dallas esque, yes. but they're real good. Um okay. Uh moving on. Oakland at Tampa. You're taking the Jets. Yeah, I'm taking the chance. Okay, me too. Oakland at Tampa. Um, it's enough. Another one o'clock East Coast game for Oakland. It's their fourth one this year, and guess what their record is thus far? Three and frickin' zero. They beat Jacksonville in what I thought was a good test against a really good defense, and I go, Derek Carr's gonna. Who's the other one? It's Baltimore, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and. Um, are you sure there was another one? I Tennessee. Thought, oh, you're right. It was Tennessee. Um, and I look at Tampa Bay and I go. Tennessee's central time zone, though, just so you know. I don't think they are. I live there. It is. <laughs> Three <Good> years. <laughs> so then they're, uh, they're 2-0. and But regardless. It's, it's, yeah. So it's the third game. Uh, but Oakland and Tampa <laughs> I don't Bay. So. Oakland and Tampa Bay. I just I don't see how Tampa Bay wins that game. You're freaking crazy. I don't, don't see how they can win the game. Have yes. you seen the way they've run the football against the Carolina Panthers? And then against the 49ers? Yeah, do you want to repeat those two names to me? I don't really care. They're going to be they're going to be able to run the football effective enough. So you think Jaquiz Rogers is going to have a big day against the Raiders? I'm not saying it's going to be a big day, but they're going to be able to run it effective enough to where it's, Oakland's going to have to put themselves in some vulnerable positions in the pass game. It's still the 32nd ranked defense in football. And the 
I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to look it up to make sure. that The Buccaneers' defense is better than people are giving it. 13th in football. And Gerald McCoy's coming back. Yeah, but. I'm, I take, I'm taking the Bucks. Are you real? I am. I'm taking the Bucks. I went with the Bucks. I, I, I got to stop. Like, I, that's the other thing I noticed about some of my picks. I'm like going like a little too status quo. Like, I just got to think that two back-to-back East Coast trips is going to come back to get them finally. Um, oh, it is back-to-back. Yeah. And, and so it just it scares me that way. I think the Bucks are slightly uh, a little more desperate. Doug I think Martin's bu- still not practicing. Robert right. Ayer's practicing for the first time. The, the, the Bucks are, you know, I know they're, they're not outstanding. I just don't But they're like, like a play away from being 4-2 against the Rams. I mean, and you go, okay, well, the Bucks are in the mix of and things. I, and, that's, and that's my thing is I love Jameis, and I've yeah. said it before, but he, you talk about people making interceptions. He throws a dumb play or two, and I look at it and go, all they really have is Mike Evans right now in terms of passing threats. Right. And I look at the Oakland Raiders. I think you're sleeping on how bad I think. I don't think the Bucks D is that sound. I don't, you know, I, I when I watch it on film, I don't look I, at I, it as unsound. I, just, I don't even look at that 49 That 49ers game means I don't, nothing. I, don't, I haven't I even watched it on film. Out. I don't even watch it on film or anything. I, don't, I haven't seen it enough to tell you either way. Kansas City at Indy. Right. I like Indy here a lot. Oof, yeah, this is another one. This is, I mean, have fun picking this one. Yeah, Jeez. Kansas City is the much better team, but Andrew Luck at home to me is, and I also just, I keep going back to that playoff game where he came back from like 30 points and go, this guy's got the confidence about him right now. Indy should be getting blown out in all these games. They should have gotten blown out in Tennessee. They should have been blown out by Houston. They just threw it away. And I look at this game against Kansas City, and I think on that tight track, um, I don't know, I like Indy here. I I I'm uh, trying to remember who I oh I I took the Chiefs, but I hear you. It's at home and it's Andrew Luck. It's the only thing I look at it and go, hmm. The Colts got a chance with that. They've definitely been playing better football the last two weeks. Yeah, no I mean, how it. do you evaluate a team in which the quarterback does it all by himself? Because when you look at the numbers for Indy, they're one of the worst defenses against the run. They're mm-hmm. one of the worst defense against the pass. Their pass blocking stinks. Their run blocking stinks. Frank Gore is like getting ready to retire, like Arian Foster. But they still win these games because it's him and Ty looking at each other and going, "Let's just do this." That's how do you how do you evaluate a I, team like I that? I know it's really hard. You're right. They have no. That's why I'm picking Kansas City though, because just like what you said, it's Luck and Ty. Kansas City's pass rush, D Ford, has continually gotten better. Uh, you know, it's Ali. They got there. You're not gonna. I don't expect them to be able to run the ball on yeah. that front. Yeah. And I think at the very least, when they want to get into some man-to-man situations, it's Marcus Peters on T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. I got to think the Chiefs are also smart enough after that playoff game, like you're saying, where T.Y. went for like 200 yards to go, you know what, let's like make sure we actually double him this game or do something and not let him beat us. Let's see if Jack Doyle or whoever yeah. it may be can beat us in the I just game. I look at the Kansas City, the way they play games, the way they play that New Orleans team where yeah. they get a lead and they just can't score They keep every points. game close. I look at Indy at home and I go, Kansas City better jump out to a lead because if they let Andrew start getting the momentum every single week he does it. I don't even know if that's right. I don't know. Yeah, I almost sometimes I feel like you jump out to a lead on the Colts, it's like the worst thing that could happen. Because then they can pass. Because now the they just time. go, let's throw it every play, and Andrew starts balling out. Arizona at Carolina. So you're taking the Colts, though. I am. All right. Arizona at Carolina. I'm taking the Chiefs, just so you know. I know you already told me. Okay, good. Arizona at Carolina. Say it again. I really like Arizona here, and if I'm betting, I really like it with the points. <laughs> what Car- is the points? What is it? What two and a half. They're favored by two and a half. No, they're getting two and a half. Arizona's, Arizona's getting two and a half. The underdog by two and a half. 
Arizona with the number two defense in the NFL and the best running back in the NFL against a team that got pushed around by Jaquiz Rogers and an offense that maybe they click after a bye and you're getting two and a half points for Arizona. Right? I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm picking Arizona all the way. I'm shocked to hear that they're underdog. That might have to be the bet of the week. Yeah. Gosh. Um, what really sucks is I've already submitted my bets for the game picks right. for tomorrow. And you didn't bet that? Have you since? I'm not telling you anything. No. Uh, all right, so we're both on the same side oh, there. You can't, uh, you can't do that to the audience. You said it really sucks, and then you didn't say anything. What? Are we going to say it really sucks? And then, oh, well, oh. I'm listening to some of the things you're saying right now, and you're disagreeing on a lot of my biggest bets. All right. Well, it and, doesn't matter. Yeah, that makes for well, good television. Who, I mean, it's these games, like we said, we said every game, we can barely pick them without the spread, but let alone. The Carolina, we talked about it on Monday. How many more games can they lose? It's a super desperate game coming off a bye I mean, our <laughs> offensive line's not very good. And Michael Orr concurrently is in concussion protocol. So still, still not practicing. You said it. Arizona's defense is legit. Arizona has a pass rush right now. Yes. Okay. And then, conversely, they, Carolina has no pass rush. Yeah. Uh, you said they can run the football, and their secondary stinks. And the pass game for the Arizona Cardinals, you said what you want. They threw for 340-something yards against Seattle last week. You, you're gonna get did the they really? Yeah. Yeah. They just screwed that game up. Yeah, they did. Uh, they had it. Um, let's go to the uh, 4 o'clock games. Uh, San Diego at Denver. San Diego! The interesting thing here is C.J. Anderson is going to be out for a few weeks with a bone bruise on his knee. I saw that today. So, so that's what be, he hurt on that play when he was They're going to be there. going to Devontae Booker the entire time. Right. I don't see... I don't know about the points... I don't see Denver losing a game where they already lost to San Diego. Two games ago. Two games ago. They're super motivated for this game, and it's in Denver. Yes, right. I'm with you all the way. Uh, and two, I think, you know, even like, excuse me, before I watched that game on film, I was thinking like, oh, San Diego, they moved the ball on Denver a little bit that game. Not really. And then I went and watched the film, and I was like, no, they didn't move it at all, really. No. Demarius Thomas's fumble was huge. Yep. Uh, but I think like... San that Diego random tight ends fumble. Look, yeah, look at the stats for San Diego Denver two weeks ago. I mean, De San Diego's offense had like 260 total yards. We were worried on Monday night about Whitney Merciless against the Denver O line. How did, did they just stop it? Were they better? Yeah, the Denver O line. The fact that it was healthy on Monday night. Yes, they were better in the run game. Ah, the old secret healthy offensive line. We saw this with Miami. It's, it's such a huge thing that people don't realize. It, it's a huge thing altogether. I had this conversation today because it's just that's again the variables of NFL football like. Can I tell you times where we had a defensive end in football that, like, his right shoulder was really effed up and not but, working but, right? But he still played and people thought he was full strength. And we never put him on the injury report because he didn't come out of the game the week before yeah. and nobody really knew, so we didn't tell anybody. That's always my number and one advice for people is I literally wait to bet until 11.30 on Sunday right. when I see the official injury report. Because and sometimes then you The amount of know. times I've wanted to bet on Baltimore and I see Ronnie Stanley's out and it's like Joe Flacco, statue Joe Flacco with no left tackle, <laughs> doesn't sound like a good success. San Diego had 265 total yards. There you 265 go. total yards. Uh, Green Best Bay defense. at Atlanta. I'm going Atlanta. Me too. Yeah. I am too. Uh, I think it's two losses in a row. Uh, it's my same thing as the New Orleans. 
I think Atlanta will accidentally score 24 <laughs> points, and I don't know if Green Bay is capable of that against a very aggressive Atlanta defense right. with no running back. No running back. Uh, and when they do want to play a little man-to-man, they're, they're going to be able to match up and play man-to-man on the— Because they're not fast. There's no speed. Uh, yes, and— Again, what's the status of Green Bay's corners? Because the only thing that scares me there, Tevin Coleman is unlikely to play, right. and Devonte Freeman right now is being held out of practice. Right, and they signed. Um, I know, but what did they say? Steven did Rimmon. they say anything about Devonte? It's one of those things where we don't know. We're kind of they're kind of holding him off. Well, for they're probably they're scared as hell because he's the only guy they got on the roster too. So he'll play. Yeah, uh, I do think this will be a really fun game. Regardless, I think it's going to be somewhat low scoring. I just without the corners and Green Bay, it would really scare me against oh that my group. Gosh. Devontae was limited in practice today. But does it say Wednesday. what? Anything? Nothing. Uh, Devontae Freeman hip limited in Wednesday's practice. Okay. Say Philadelphia at Dallas Sunday night football. Uh, my dad called me about this, and we were talking about it today. And he goes, "I already know what you're going to say." And I said, what? He goes, you're picking Dallas, and you think they're going to win big. I said, I do not think they're going to win big. Right. Because I don't think Dallas is built to win big, which is why I think the Eagles might have a chance. Right. But I also know that the Eagles off the Eagles defensive line, that Washington game really scared me. Because I saw that a capable offensive line can push them. Well, and, and where's Benny, Benny Logan, right? banged up Benny Logan, we don't know what he's going to be mm-hmm. like yet. I look at Dallas and go, hey, they're coming off a bye. They could be rusty. Absolutely. We've seen this with Minnesota. We've seen this with Philadelphia. We've seen this with a number of teams. But that O-line against that Eagles defense, which I think is a small, fast defense, and they'll succeed against slower teams, I just don't see them getting any pressure on Dak. Now, Carson against the Dallas defense, I think will have relative success. Right, relative. But the thing that will hurt Dallas is that the Eagles can bend but not break. Long drives that settle for field goals, the Eagles have a chance. I just don't think they can beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you all the way. I mean, I think the Dallas Cowboys offensive line is uh, one of the few unstoppable forces we have in football altogether, whether it's the Patriots offense, the Broncos defense, the Dallas Cowboy offensive line is – uh, maybe the best offensive line we've seen since the early 90s Cowboys. I mean, I'm going to say that at least. It's, I can't remember one where every week we just go, well, they're going to have a 100-yard rusher. We know that. Yeah. Uh, but And I, I guess when I look at look, That's why it's so hard to evaluate Dak and Ezekiel. It d- definitely is. Uh, but at the same time, I think also when you look at the Eagles offense versus that Cowboys do- defense, first of all, I do think your pass game needs to expand. It's like an- they got to take the training wheels off. A little bit. You're talking about it's like very basic West Coast offense. Yeah, and even just just it's pl- the simple play action, simple boots. Uh, I think they got to be willing to do a little bit more with Wentz just to keep the defense on edge a little bit because yeah, uh, yeah I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball with great success on Dallas. I don't Dallas think so got good run stopping D linemen. The other thing too, I'll just say like you know your your bootlegs, your fake speed sweeps, your shotgun, you know, bootlegs and play actions. Like Dallas only plays like two defenses. They're, they're not going to be like out of position for those is plays. Is this good for and the their Eagles? corners are good. Is this good for the Eagles or bad for the Eagles? Last week they played the Vikings who are coming off a bye. This week they're playing the Cowboys who are coming off a bye. Next week they're playing the Giants who are coming off of a bye. Jeez. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. But we see the rust, but it's also they're playing three fresh teams in a row. It's kind of crazy. It is, man. But buys are so... Yeah, they're hit and miss. They really are. And I think Cone was telling me this, Mr. Degenerate Gambler Cone. The public thinks that teams are better off the buy, and it's actually the opposite. I think yeah. it's proven in Vegas that when you're coming off the buy, it hurts you more than it helps you. That scares me. What's the line on that game? Just while you're... What do you think? Cowboys by three and a half. Currently, it's Cowboys by four and a half. Okay. 
Uh, Monday night yeah, football. Yeah, that's scary. It's a good amount of points. It's the same line as it was Dallas Green Bay. Right. And I went Dallas then, and I'd go Dallas now. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago, Monday night football. Yeah. And Jay Cutler coming out. Hey, welcome back, Jay. You get the Minnesota Vikings defense. Not only that, he goes, how do you think your coach feels about this? He goes, well, he stuck with me. Right. Which shows you the He has route. no choice over that. Oh, my said, gosh. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think Minnesota wins this one huge. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's huge. a piss. I, it's, I, they're like Dallas. Right. They're not going to beat anyone huge. You're right. But I look at this defense and go, all the mistakes they made against the Eagles, right. the kick return, right. that's not happening. And you're taking on a Chicago team with a new quarterback and – and the O-line will not lay the egg that they laid last week exactly. either. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the Vikings, too. I do think that the— The line is six. The line is six. Yeah, I would think it's more of like a 20-10 to 10 victory for the Vikings. That secondary will be bad enough to where Bradford can make those few big throws just to win the game. All right, so we got some disagreements there. I think we disagree on Houston-Detroit. We disagree slightly on Seattle-New Orleans. We disagree well, we on both, Tampa-Oakland. You both, took New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the only other thing I want to bring up is I'm, st- I'm seeing this pattern. Uh, Belichick trading for the linebacker Kyle Van Noy from the Lions. Yes. Last two years, he acquired Akeem Ayers, Jonathan Casillas, and John Bostic. Yeah. And he does this right in the middle of the year, and he does it almost for insurance and special teams. Do you notice anything? Like, he keeps getting linebackers right in the middle of the I year. I think he likes these linebackers because it allows him to be versatile on defense. That would be my theory. And I also see every, every other game, I feel like one of their two middle linebackers, either Collins or Hightower, I feel like misses a game. And I feel like the, with his multiplicity, he likes those linebackers. You're right. He needs the depth there at the position. Van Noy is a guy I like coming out of college. He can do a little everything. He can be outside linebacker. He can play inside linebacker. Uh, he can cover, mm. which I know Bill is going to put a lot of stock into that. Bill likes big linebackers for – I was explaining this to somebody in the office today. Like Bill likes big linebackers for one key reason that a lot of people don't talk about. Josh might have heard me say this – is – he know he feels like in certain games he's going to be able to get his linebacker one on one with the back and pass protection, and he wants his linebackers to be big so they can just run over that back and disrupt it from there. Awesome. Let's go to NFL Network analyst, my man number twenty four, Ike Taylor. You can find him on Twitter, Ike underscore Swag and you. And I will say this: as I go around and I watch people on TV, I enjoy people that are not afraid to be themselves. And Ike is undoubtedly that. Ike, how you feel, my man? Man, I appreciate that compliment. I'm feeling fine. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Ike, how you doing, man? I miss your I miss your fashion show. I haven't uh, watched you and Maurice Jones Drew do your fashion show lately. I used to love watching those clips. Yeah, man. it was good, man. Every Monday it comes out on NFL Now uh, slash it comes on on the network. So if you tune into the network, it does show some fashion show. We got fashion popo. We got celebration. I showed so, I, I showed look. Sims when you guys went at Belichick and he was laughing. Uh, just for everyone out there, you could check it out. NFL <laughs> Now, NFL.com slash now, Twitter at NFL Now. Thursday Night Football continues this week with Jaguars Titans only on NFL Network. Yeah, so what do you think about Belichick's fashion sense in general? <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's, it's dull, it's dry, but that's Coach Belichick. Like, Coach Belichick is probably one of the only guys in the world that can get away with a cutoff hoodie and make it work. <laughs> and make it work. But what you don't understand with that cutoff hoodie, sometimes he comes to these press conferences with some, with some tropical shorts. 
and some high white socks and some tennis shoes. So I'm like, Coach Belichick, for one, he don't care what you think about him. No, that's, no, that's definitely that's not. Obvious. Right. That's obvious. Then when he dresses up, he misses like three buttons at the top so you can see his chest. <laughs> You're right. Listen, I worked there. I was just about to say that. He does that like random days during the week. All of a sudden, he'll come in on flip-flops, jeans, and he's exactly right, with like four buttons unbuttoned. You're like, damn, Bill, I do not want to see your hairy chest. I don't want to see it, but you know how he feels. I don't care. Yeah, that's right. All right, so let me ask you this. I think the funny thing about fashion is a lot of people that don't have it see people dress crazy and go, ooh, that's cool. And I'm starting to see the NFL adopt a lot of what the NBA is doing, the Russell Westbrooks, the going up there, Cam Newton. Who do you think are the top legitimate dressers in the NFL and who right now is trying real hard but not succeeding? Well, off the wall, um, a guy who has his own style is Antonio Brown. Yes, he does. Um, a, a, a guy who also plays quarterback, though, Tyrod Taylor has been dressing clean right. as a whistle <laughs> for the last two years. And, of course, you know, Tom Brady, terrific Tom. That's just what he do. Of course, his wife is a model, so he got he to gotta exceed expectations for on sure. that. That's just what he do. Uh, we have a good time, Maurice Jones and I, we have a good time on clowning Jameis Winston and his dresser. Like, golly, Jay, like, you're dressing like a deacon, a deacon in a church. You're right. That's and, what he is. So, somebody please get this guy a tailor so he can get his suits tailored. <laughs> but every, all them guys love our segments, man. We, we end up clowning. Um, it's just been fun doing for the well, past man, Peyton years. Man, Peyton Manning was like one of the worst dressers ever, too. Like he would have Harvard. like a plaid Harvard. shirt and a striped tie. It was awful. His color coordinates was hard. His patterns, yes, was off. <laughs> That's what it was with Peyton. His patterns was all the way off. A guy who I call a sleeper right now. Check out Marcus Mariota and his fashion. He's beginning to find himself, and I guess he's been watching his fashion popo. And he's been getting, he's beginning to be one of those guys who can dress well week to week. You're right. I have seen him walking into the locker room a few times with like a hat on, a few nice little coats here and there. Yeah, I love seeing the guys that don't got big cash, like Jarvis, not Jar- Landry Jones. Right. And you just look at him and you're like, man, you went to Banana Republic and picked out that shirt. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. What? What? Uh, give me Big Ben's. Uh, yeah. What's Big I Ben's, know Big style, Ben's like? style? Big Big Ben has gotten better. You know, um, Big Ben is more of a of a, a corporate. I wouldn't say he dresses like a corporate CEO. He dresses like a corporate vice president. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not that guy when he's dressing, but he's almost that guy when he's dressing. He just got to get a little bit of detail when he's putting on his suits. Man, I needed to figure out where your accent was from, so I did a quick search. Gretna, Louisiana, population 17,800, and that was according to three years ago. Uh, when did, I mean, how, you were you like the biggest dude to ever come out of Gretna, Louisiana? You got to be like the face of that place. No, it, I'm actually, well, I stayed with my Uncle Herm. Uncle Herm, it's like right out on the outskirts of New Orleans. So it's like right across the bridge. So you gotcha. go across the bridge doing Gretna. But actually, I'm from New Orleans. So actually, I was one of the smallest guys on my football team when I played. I played defensive end in high school. Stop it. Man. 
That's unbelievable. So, homie, how did you learn what your swag was like in Gretna, Louisiana, or outside New Orleans? Like, how did you develop that? I know New Orleans is a swaggy place. Uh, you you know, you just gotta have it. You you just gotta like how you were saying how it was on TV. You just gotta be yourself, and you just gotta accept. Some people are not going to accept the way you dress. Other people just might like it. But long as you're cool and wearing it, that's really what all what matters. And that's that's I accepted that since I was small. Like I have my own style. I like how I fit. I like how I look. So I know a lot of people might not like it, but the people who do like it, man, I commend them. Well, we we didn't you we didn't play each other in college, right? I think I missed you by a year. I got a little scared. Yeah, I got to college in two in 1998, but I didn't start playing. You walked on, right? 2001. Yes, I was a walk-on. How the hell does that happen? This, explain to me why why weren't you recruited? I mean, obviously you just said you played defensive end. You were a little out of position there, but just explain that story to me. I was more of a basketball guy. Huh? You know, I was I was going to be a walk-on for basketball at Louisiana Lafayette. I wound up playing intramural football for for two and a half years. Honestly, I was just a knucklehead. I was a knucklehead going to college. I didn't want to do right. Um, I was making a few bad decisions, and the the dean, Dean Barry, I still remember Dean Barry, man. He kind of sat me down, and he was like, look, man, I, I see good, and you're just making wrong decisions. Right. So by the end of the day, man, you, you just have to make you, your mom, and everybody else proud. And my mom called me one time for my report card. I remember my mom calling me, and she just she was crying. My mom was crying, like uh. she was bawling. And she was like, man, I, I feel like everything I've done, every, all the sacrifices I've made, like, it's going down the drain with you. Like, wh- what's going on in college? And that shook my world. I bet. Shook my world. So as soon as I hung up with my mom, my life changed. Like, mm. I don't want my mama calling me crying ever again. Uh, I hear you. I mean, these two over here with the Jewish mom guilt, they know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Oh, man. (laughs) That is tough, man. (laughs) I got a question. So we've been sitting here lately, and we say everyone in the the world still thinks the Steelers' defense is that steel curtain. And it's got to hurt your heart to watch that defense right now because Sims and I always sit there and go, man, this Steelers' defense is quietly pretty bad. If they have Hayward to it, uh, Timmons and, uh, and Shazier, they got something. But if any of those guys get hurt, it's kind of weak. I mean, what do you think about your boys right now? Just just real inconsistent, man. You know, I think you kind of hit it on the head. You know, Cam has been playing a lot throughout his years. He's been, like, the most consistent guy on that football team as far as, like, getting graded out. Then you got to step on to it. You know, he's probably the, one of the most athletic defensive linemen in the league. He's just – he kind of stay with injuries. Then you got a guy when he plays in the Ryan Shazier. Oh, when man. he plays, man, he's a turnover machine. Like out of his 17, 18 games in three years, the man probably got like four interceptions, three forced fumbles, um, fumble recoveries. Like he's very effective when he plays. Right. Yeah. Just, you just said play he played 17, lot. 18 games in three years. I mean, that, that right there is crazy. Um, my other and it qu- hurts. Yeah, I said this last week, and Sims just made fun of me uh, for acting like Mike Tomlin listened. I said last week that I think Mike Tomlin's a little overrated. I think when you have guys like A.B. and Ben, and I kind of question a little bit of Tomlin's decision, am I wrong? Am I overstating? Am I crazy? Um, I think overrated might be a, 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 a stretch. Because you got to understand, 
Coach T, other than Bill Belichick in the years he's been in the league, he's second to Belichick as far as like winning ball games in the NFL. So that would kind of be a stretch of saying he's overrated. When you want to talk about clock management, I can understand you saying that. Gotcha. I can understand you saying clocks, timeouts, and all that kind of stuff. But um, he's he's definitely a player's coach, and honestly, he's kind of having that transition on taking over that defense, you know, uh-huh. quietly. Like we 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 can't forget, like Coach T when he was with the Minnesota Vikings, that defense was number two, right? In some in some views, number one in some categories. It was between us, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Baltimore Ravens at that time, who had pretty solid defenses. Coach T knows defense. Coach T knows the game in general. Um, do we have some aces? Yes. You know, when you do have a big Ben, Antonio yeah. Brown, you know, them two main aces are Le'Veon Bell, really, oh, is the key right. ace. Right. When you have a guy in Le'Veon Bell, like, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, man, it's all about – coaches ain't number managers. Mm. And I think for the most part, off and on the field – uh, Coach T has been one of the most consistent managers other than clock management. In the NFL. No, I, I understand that. I just, yeah, I think it is Good. a clock management. Yeah, set them straight, Ike. All right, what do you got for uh, All right, Ike, <laughs> I, I've been, uh, all right, first of all, like I, I, two quick questions. Who do you kind of keep in contact with from your old team or coaches? Anybody that, like, do you still talk to a, a Dick LeBeau or, uh, you know, the D, the D coordinator up in Arizona or Pittsburgh right Betcher. now? Yeah, Betcher, Butler. Oh, man. It's, yeah, who that's do you? Like, that's like family. Yeah, that's right. That's like family. So I talk to, to all them boys like family. We're like in a group text. So it's like, uh, oh, man, I got a group text of the 2005 Pittsburgh Super Bowl team. I, I'm in a group text with the 2009 Super Bowl team. I still talk to Joey Porter. Uh, Dick LeBeau, Deshae Townsend, Chris Hope, um, Coach Ray Horton, uh, Mike T, Every Blue Moon, the Rooney's like right. the list goes on and on. Like so, we all still in contact with each other. Of course, when you win Super Bowls, man, that's a bond for life. You don't break. That's a that's a lifetime bond when you win Super Bowls together. Let alone two Super Bowls together. So, regardless of what we're doing, what's going on in our life, we forever was. Can't stay in contact with each other. Two Super Bowls, you won, you lost one. Which one do you think about more? The one you lost or the two you the won? The loss is the worst. Right? Isn't ever. it the worst? You, 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 the, the worst ever. Like, I was always that guy of getting, you know, the confetti shot down on me. Right. You know, seeing the other teams getting roped off, seeing the other teams cry, the families with their head down. Yeah. When we lost to the Packers. And they was telling us to hurry up and get off the field. Right. And I seen the Green Bay Packer families running on to the field. I seen the confetti drop down to the head. It didn't hit me till I got on the bus. Like after I showered, and I was like, "Dang, we just lost the Super Bowl." So yeah. after I showered and everything sat on the bus, I start bawling. Yeah, that's like I'm like, and then you always trying to get back to it to get that feeling again. Right. And I wasn't able to get back to it. So even though previous before. I wanted to. That last one hurt the worst. It stays in your mind forever. I bet you don't get over. You don't get over that. And you only had you a deal. You that. only had a deal with like a freak show quarterback who was like as hot as he had ever been in his life. So that was a little <laughs> tough to deal with too. You guys are people don't realize <laughs> Rashard Mendenhall doesn't fumble. You're probably going to win the game. I don't need to. We you, got action. You had action. We, we got action. Mendenhall don't fumble because we had the momentum. And right. We had action. Right. But that guy done clay. That clay man. He he was. 
He always making plays. I would say that. All he right. made a play for him. Last thing, last thing. This is the last thing. Give me uh, – I want you to rank these defenses. Vikings, Broncos, Seahawks. Where do you rank them? I've been asking some defensive people this. Oh, man. So I, I will go with Denver first. Right. I'm I will with go you. with Seattle second. Ooh. And I, I will go with uh, the Vikings third. Okay. Why Seattle over the Vikings? What's your reasoning there? Well, the reason why I'm going to take Seattle over the Vikings because that's what they've been known for for the past five years. Right, so you're not you know, going to get though, right. Even though Coach Zimmer has, has made that Vikings defense over the last two years a defense to be reckoned with, it's just consist, honestly consistent over the past five. Yeah, yeah, you're the giving Seattle them Seahawks. the the – they've been there, they've done that for a long time, so you're going to give them the respect consistent. for now. Consistent. Right. Now, today, for today's right now – the Denver Broncos right now, man, they causing havoc. Like special right now. The past two years, they've been they've been that defense. Yes, but I mean, they got that recipe. John Elway looked at it like this: here. I got Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's on the tail end of his career, so you know I'm I'm gonna win a Super Bowl on the offensive side until he plays Seattle. Right. And when he plays Seattle in that Super Bowl. He was like, holy moly, like, <laughs> this ain't for real. Yeah. So guess what he did in the offseason? He got a D. Ward, um, Tlaib, <laughs> right. Chris Harris Jr., uh, make sure he stayed with Von Miller. Like, he really, he was like, you know what, I'm about to take this recipe and I'm about to do the same thing them boys did to us because I don't like that. Yeah, right, right. Awesome. Ike, you're the man, dude. Keep being who you are. Keep living how you live, my man. Enjoy I'm, yourself. I'm going to get back into the show, man, so – have fun hey, with it. You the appreciate, man. Hey, appreciate me being on the show. Thanks for the invite, fellas. Hell Anytime, yeah, man. man. Be good. Okay. See you, dude. Ike, 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 Ike. Ike Taylor. I know I, there's a lot of things I could have asked Ike, you know, because there's, there's interesting things, too, with, like, the uh, – like, one thing with, like – I feel like you end so many interviews with – there's a lot of things I could ask. Yeah, you're I, right, I like I the do. way he says, this here. Oh, I was going to have some Louisiana fun with them, too, because I was going to be like, hey, what's up, Woody? That's another <laughs> thing they always say, Woody. What's up, Woody? Yeah, man. Uh, the the one thing we always used to talk about, like when even when I was with Josh McDaniels in Denver uh, or New England, either way, Pittsburgh is always famous for not always getting corners for their great coverability. They're kind of one tackling. Of these, yeah, tackling is very valued about them, which I don't really agree with, and I, maybe they're learning their lesson finally right yeah. now. Uh, but there was a time where they always talked about how good of tackling. That's all, and they that's were. what Ike was. Ike was amazing. I mean, he really was, but. Now you're well, a I would also I would era. say this when I think about it. Right. Who did they have in the back? Yeah, they had Troy Polamalu. So when you right. have Troy Polamalu that can yeah. cover more ground than anyone, right. if you have corners that can tackle and you can play them at the line, good luck doing anything. Oh man, getting ready for Troy was annoying when you had to play the Steelers. It really was. When is he eligible for the Hall of Fame? Uh, let's see. Oh, this is only a second year out this year, right? I think it's been that so, recent. Yeah, it was. Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed. I hope they go in together. And if there's any way that Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed, and Brian Dawkins could get in together, oh, that'd be cool. Because that was an era of safety play that was very definitive of that. Right. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. There, he's a little sa- south on the Steelers, and the whole winning thing. Yeah, I do put a lot of that on Big Ben and what they've been doing on offense for the last few years. Yeah. And if he says it's just managing, what really is there other than time management? I understand during the week it's player management. And like you said before, Tomlin has a way of motivating people, unlike a lot of guys in the NFL. But 
Pete Carroll motivates people, but he also calls timeouts at the right time and doesn't do dumb challenges. Right. I look at Tomlin and I kind of go, just like it's hard to evaluate quarterbacks when they're in a great system, I think it's hard to evaluate coaches when they're with a great quarterback. But I think Sean Payton's done it elsewhere. Tomlin hasn't. Yeah, and I, I think you. Big Ben is one of the biggest freaks ever. I still think Tomlin's a guy that I would want. However... I think he's just when people say he's top five, I go, there's a lot of guys I'd rather have. Yeah, I, listen, I, I understand your thought totally. I mean, and too, you know, you just look at him in the last I few take years. Zimmer over they're Tomlin. a little inconsistent and all over, and that's you got to put that on the head coach, too. Yes. All right, so let's get to the staples of the show. We're going to start off the top five quarterbacks. Number five, top five quarterbacks brought to you by. Xerox. Oh my gosh, Xerox. This was a 6-6 ball game, but one of those guys played really good and had people around him all game long. Russell Wilson. Carson Palmer. Oh really? I just said he threw for 349 yards against the Seahawks. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me, Russell Wilson? I did you watch did, that I game? I thought he was very heroic with the passes to Jermaine Curse at the end of the game. I was very Jeez. excited. I mean, that, they're, they should be embarrassed, that offense. I mean, that is, don't even so get me started. So you thought Carson played well? I do think Carson played well, and especially he was under duress all game. Frank Clark, Cliff Averill, they were all over Cliff his Averill. butt. DJ Humphreys almost got Carson Bumper Oh killed. my gosh. Yeah, Cliff Averill was really impressive. He did make my all-22 team. Going to number four. Number four. Number four. He's got a staff but not at the running back. He Matthew has Stafford. a Ford in his name and he plays in Detroit. Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, dude. How can you not put him Man. in there? I mean, it's it's the Matt Stafford show. He is he should be in the conversation for NFL MVP. No doubt about that. Um, such a gifted thrower. I mean, I was just thinking about this earlier today. It's crazy that like the two best throwers. I mean, maybe I mean we're talking special throwers with Rodgers and Stafford, and they're in the same division at yeah. the same time. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, my dad's made comments like. He goes, I'm not sure Matt Stafford's not like one of the five best throwers in the history of football. And wow. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's special like that. He can deal it from anywhere he wants. We have always commented on his ability to throw from multiple angles. Right. And he could throw it 70 yards, and he throws a nice little inside. And I just still can't even imagine that him and Clayton Kershaw were at the same high school together. It's just freaking crazy. Number three. Number three. He's had good luck. His last name is Luck. <laughs> Matt Marcus Mariota. <laughs> no. Andrew Luck. I mean, there's an, just another guy. Uh, was phenomenal in that game. Everyone saw the deep post he threw. Some of the, Hilton, yeah. Yeah, some of the movement in the pocket. Um, man, they're a team. They're, they're, even as awesome as he is, I'm spoiled by him. And there's like two or three throws in the game where I'm like, man, if he hit that, the game's over. <laughs> yeah. Hit it. Like, he's on the run, but regardless, it's still all about Andrew Luck yeah. and his ability to make plays in the pass game, and he never lets you down. He is freaking amazing. He is amazing. Uh, number two. Number two. Wheeling, dealing, wheeling, dealing. Oh, I don't need a running back. It doesn't matter. I thought you were going to put him number one. Uh, nope, I didn't. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron freaking Rodgers. Oh, I don't have a running back, and we're going to throw it every play. I don't care that the defense knows they're going to drop eight people in the coverage, and I'm still going to be freaking amazing. I mean, that that you know my thoughts on him. Jeez, I can't bleep him any more than I've bleep him, but it's literally. Do you have to bleep that? I don't know. Bleep. 
But regardless, uh, that's just I'm bleep it just for fun. That's just amazing to me. It really is. He's the only guy in football that could have done that. And now the number one. I'm thinking you're going with Philip Rivers. Oh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. 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 Hi, you go there. I'll go there. You go deep. You stay close. We'll make this thing happen. What? Let's go get it. You didn't catch it. What? Screw you. How I do you drop that? that? He <laughs> is, when a wide receiver drops a pass right. from him, he literally looks at him and goes, what the hell, man? Yeah. What the hell? Antonio Gates dropped the, the, yes. dropped the third down pass, and he looked at him, and he looked at him, and you could read his lips because he says it so, like, like, how do you drop that Like to his Hall of Fame tight end, which I is hilarious. Love, I love Philip Rivers. I do, too. All I got to say is Mama Sims this week, not my wife, but my actual Mama Sims, she got, you know, my brother's in Atlanta, so she tries yeah. to watch those games. She's just like, that, that. That Philip Rivers is he's relentless. He just doesn't give up. <laughs> well, who was the other quarterback that she said that before? He really slings that. Was it Jeff George? It was Jeff George. We had a game. <laughs> yeah. We were at a game. Yes. It's crazy as it sounds. I think it was the nineteen ninety season. Well, Jeff George is Jay Cutler, so it's understandable. I mean, it was even more than that. Jeff Co- Jeff George, when Gruden Gruden had Jeff George in Oakland and he would put Jeff George practice throws on some clips every now and then, and you were literally like, Holy shit. He threw that thing sidearm 65 <laughs> yards, and it was four feet off the ground. Like, and what did she say about him? Um, we were watching the game, and she's like, oh, Christopher, he can really throw this football. Oh, my gosh. Uh, him and Warren Moon. I, was, I, remember, I can still remember being so, a little kid. So the three quarterbacks that your mom has <laughs> felt the need to talk to is Jeff right. George, Warren Moon, and Philip Rivers. And I think all three are pretty, pretty good throwers of the football. They are, yes. Oh, Christopher, he's just relentless. Oh, he is relentless. I mean, he's not going to give up. That's my thing is, do you think teams, when they're playing Phillip Rivers, like when they play Andrew Luck, they're like, this guy's never going to give up. Do you think teams playing Phillip Rivers are like, God damn it. They're being is- told all week, all week. They're just going, no lead. They're, they're being told by their defensive coaches. The head coach is saying it in team meetings. Like, coaches aren't even saying, we're going to be the team that's going to stop him. They're saying, you just got to you gotta You got to withstand it. You got to realize that when you're up 27-10, that it, it, it ain't over. We got to yeah. continue to execute. You got to be on your p's and q's throughout the game. It's it's unreal. I mean, it's it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch because it's not always about like just amazing physical ability. I think yes. that's the other thing too. All right, now it is time for guaranteed, guaranteed to lose. So if you're playing a survivor pool and you're still in it in week eight, you might want to take one of these teams, but I don't think we've been calculating how well you've been doing. I think I've been doing pretty good on these. First team up, guaranteed to guaranteed lose. Guaranteed to lose. I just made him the best quarterback for the week, but he's San Diego Chargers. San Diego Superchargers. Super going to Denver and you see a loss at 405. I do see a loss at 405. I just Two weeks out, too. That, I think that plays against uh, San Diego. It's going to be very fresh. And Wade's going to be PO'd. Oh, they're going to be so PO'd. And I just think that Trevor Simmons looked really good. Exactly. He's back. The offensive line is healthy. He was still banged up when they played the first time, and they weren't ready for Joey Barossa. Yes, right. All right. The second team that's guaranteed to lose. Chicago. You're going to lose again. Purple rain, purple people eaters are coming. So you're taking two vengeance games. Yes. And that means you're likely taking a third with 
guaranteed to lose. <laughs> Tell me you picked the Bills. You know it. <laughs> you did. So you picked three teams that recently lost yes. tough games, Patriots and Broncos, to the other team. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, with no LaShawn McCoy, what are you, you going to look at? What, what is there to say, like, watch out for Mike Gillisley. Watch out for Tyrod Taylor scrambling for, for a, nine minutes. Look out for a banged-up Robert Woods. Yeah, I, I don't see how that happens. Uh, and we've been wrong before. We have. Yes, we have. And let's get to our game picks. But first, a quick update on the standings and our awful Didn't records. Didn't we go through every game already? Yes. Yeah, but now we're going to officially pick uh, Oh, okay. So, let's so a couple things to go through here so first of all last I like week doing, did you like doing that though i, I like, do i like I, I think i think if we recap the games on monday yep. and we go over the games on thursday we cover I everything we've given the people what they want yes so last week we don't need to talk about you guys agreed life. on four games the one game you disagreed on do you remember which one it was no, but wait, what were the four games? So you guys uh, both picked New England over Pittsburgh. Bang. You, you both picked Denver over Houston. Bang. You guys both picked Buffalo to beat Miami. Ba- oh, wrong. You guys <sighs> both picked Minnesota to beat Philadelphia. Okay, don't tell me the game we disagreed on yet. Hold on. It's, it's a great it's, it's a tie. freaking tie. It's a tie. The one game that you disagreed on was a I'll tie. I'll tell you, I'm cursed with picks, man. I can't. So, and overall, I picked Arizona. Uh, you did pick Arizona. I mean, unbelievable. And Arizona. Lefko picked Seattle. What's amazing is you had me beat the entire game, but with five seconds left in overtime, I had you beat. <laughs> so amazing. now, overall for the beat. season, Sims, you are 13, 22, and 1. <gasps> and Lefko, you are 17, 18, and 1. I'm 57 and 52 total for my season picks. I know that I was just told that. Man, and it's just season picks. We're not even doing it with the line. It's, it's, I mean, we just went through every game this week. It's, it's, Every game's a toss-up, except yeah. for New England-Buffalo. Yeah, there's just not a lot of consistent teams in the NFL. Well, so and San Diego and Minnesota. Every week I pick five San Diego's going to lose to Denver. We think we all yeah, agree. Yeah. I don't look at it as a toss-up. Yeah. So every week I pick five games that I think are the most interesting games. Do you now? You guys had a ton of games that you disagreed on, but of the five that I picked, you agreed on four and Stop. only disagreed on one. Uh, you so, picked the hardest games to pick. But so that's fine. what I can propose here is we could sub in some games that we know you guys disagreed on well, to make this more interesting, or we just go through with the five that you guys gave me. No, let's just go with the five that you were okay. going to go with. Well, the five Never in the history. That's Josh. the formula. All right, that's there we the go. Formula. So the first game, Washington at Cincinnati. 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 Yeah, I did never pick a London game again. Because because they're like, hey, we, you just shut up and host the show and let the guy produce it, okay? All right. What's next? Next game, <laughs> San Diego. San Diego at Denver. Uh, Denver. Denver. Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta. We both picked Atlanta. Damn, we both took them. Yeah, because because it's in the dome. And neither of us have confidence in Green Bay's offense. And I, I think Atlanta's defense is a B. I think Green Bay's defense is a like an A minus. But I think Atlanta's got an A plus offense. I think Green Bay's got a C offense. Philly at Dallas. Both picking the boys. And the last game, Seattle at New Orleans. Damn. You're oh. telling me that the one game that I got to ride with is the crazy New Orleans players? Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Way to pick That em. sounds like a good game lineup for me then. The one game that we have is uh, a really interesting. I one. agree. And it's it could go either way. I'm scared. So the other, the, way, game, the other games that we would have disagreed with. Kansas City. I'm going Lions. You're going Texans. Yeah. I'm going Colts. You're going Chiefs. Right. I'm going Raiders. You're going Bucks. Um, Which is what I thought we were going to do all year. I thought we were going to keep track of all our games. We said that before the year, right, we and can, you went back to five games. Well, no, we're doing it on Facebook Live. We're doing it on with Facebook all Live. Of our picks. Yeah, but that's spreads. 
Yeah. All right, starting next week, we can pick all the games straight up every week, and I'll keep the record the rest of the I time. don't like this. We know we had it. We hold on. Yeah, you, I know. We can't. We're right. We just got to stick to the system. We got to stick to the we'll system. Do it, we'll do it next year. By Jeez. the way, I didn't mention it before, but Sims, you are 17-4 and four guaranteed to lose on the season. Thanks. Uh, last week, you went Steelers, Saints, and Browns. You're 17 and four. Seven. Nice. You're up, up, All right. Okay. So you're right there. Damn, picks are really frustrating me this year. I can't get any right. I can't get the the Facebook Live ones right. I and mean, it, last week in my real life with my boy Tyler, I sent him a money line parlay and it hit, but I got it to him late. And then at night, I did a three team parlay and it both hit, except for the other team ended in a tie. So even when I was on, it wasn't on. Right. It's, it's it's a crazy year of football. It really is. And I, I'm looking at some of the games I picked that were different than you, and I don't feel confident. But I feel confident because I don't know. <laughs> um, the only one thing I want to say is I know we've talked about it not on the podcast, but I want to talk about the podcast. The Josh Brown situation, everything that's going on, I'm actually very happy that it's Josh Brown. I and I know you. that you feel the same way. Yeah. I think there's a notion when it comes to domestic violence in the NFL that a lot of people say it's because there's beasts in the NFL. There's a roided-out defensive lineman by Greg Hardy. Of course, look at him. He's got those bones in his body. Or a jacked-up, rocked-up running back in Ray Rice. Oh, look at him. He takes contact for a living. We have a 37-year-old white kicker. And all we talked about with kickers is the fact that they're more like human beings than they are NFL players. (laughs) And I really hope with domestic violence that people can get it into their heads that it is an issue that is not just an NFL issue. Because when I hear people say that the NFL has a big domestic violence problem, I want to tell them that we have a domestic violence problem. And the only reason that we know about in the NFL is because it's preventing players from playing games. Thus, we know. But when you get a domestic violence at your job, they don't always fire you. They don't even know half the time. So much domestic violence goes unreported, whether it's fear from the person that's being abused or the fact that people just kind of don't want to get involved. I was talking to people yesterday where they saw a woman at a restaurant, a guy spit in a woman's face, come back, slam the table, look at her and say, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And I said, well, what did you do? And they said, everyone in the restaurant froze. And the woman was still there. And this is something that I think goes in on our society Man, all the time. Man, that would have been a rough one for me. I, uh, have been I mean, I've seen, I've seen men yell at women on the train, and there's part of you that goes, I want to step in, but I also don't want to get killed for stepping in because I don't know how crazy this person is. But think about how that woman feels. And I think in the end, I think of our presidential election, and I think of kind of it's really interesting. There's part of me that would really like a woman in office to understand that it's okay to have a woman in power. But I I think that it's an issue that if you're out there and it's a big issue or you're dealing with it or you see something, see something, say something. Right. But it's a huge issue, and I'm happy that it's happening to a kicker so that people can stop blaming the NFL and brutality and start understanding that it's everywhere. It's everywhere, all shapes and sizes. And The Giants made more definitive statements against Odell Beckham Jr. when he took his helmet off than they did it about, like, well, where, where's the team now? Why are they not? Where are the players? Where's Eli Manning and his comments? Oh, I wish you would have handled it differently. And I will like, say this. drives the only, me crazy. The only thing I'll say against people that are taking shots at the NFL for saying that they should have done something sooner, I do understand that the NFL NFL will take the side of the player first. Right. And I get that. Right. Um, and that and then it goes, oh, well, this evidence comes out. And why are you reacting now? 
I just think there needs to be a more strong effort to this. I don't think we can change adults. The way that I, I see adults, once your brain is fully formed at a certain age, you're going to believe certain things. The only thing we can do is truly set a precedence for younger people. And when young guys come into the league, they need to know what's going on, but also for kids. And that's when I go back to something you said about celebrations. I really don't care about celebrations because I like individuality. Mm -hmm. But if we can send the message to young kids that look up to NFL players where they go around and they can speak about, look, we're big on the field. We're, we're big. We hit each other. It's a brutal game. But when the way we treat women in our society it needs to be the complete opposite of that i think we can have a really big impact and i'd like to see more nfl athletes really get up and take a stand i'd like to see some commercial campaigns with tom brady talking about the three sisters that he grew up with that he talked about the other day and his daughters i'd like to see that i'd like to see Jameis winston who was accused of some bad stuff be the face of something like that because i think it is truly something that the nfl can stand for that's not breast cancer awareness which is what everyone's everyone's against cancer but stand up for something that is currently an issue in your league and donate and stand up and speak. That's yep. all I got. Last thing we were going to say is they caught DeMarcus Ware's robbers. That's amazing. Yeah, he got robbed. They stole During the game, ring. and he had hidden cameras, and they had clear pictures of the faces of the burglaries. The burglars, sorry. Yeah. And they caught them. They took the pictures, put Where them on. They? they put them on TV in Denver, and people called in and were like, I know these guys. He's already got his Super Bowl ring back and everything. I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Get their ass. Man. Uh, that's uh, man, that's a whole other talk. People getting burglarized because people know where they are. Right. Saw that happen to a woman on NBA TV, Kristen Ledlow, DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, that's right. Kardashian. A lot of information out. People know where you live. It's yeah. scary. Uh, okay, that was interesting. Um, all right, so that is uh, f- episode 86. Uh, we will do a recap on Monday. If you want to join Sims and I on Facebook Live at around 4 o'clock on Sunday, head over to Bleach Report. Join us. We're going to break down all the 1 o'clock games, and, of course, you'll get our full recap on Monday. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at uh, Sims and Lefko. Please leave a review on iTunes. It helps more people see the podcast, and the more people that hear it, the better we get, and the more Bleach Report takes this serious and continues to help us as we grow. LeBron James, we're looking for a sponsor. For Frendrick. Good night, everybody. For Sims. Peace out, homies. I'm Adam Lefko. Have a great week. Enjoy football. We'll see you soon, and hopefully our picks start to be good picks. That would be nice. (laughs) 